It's uh, Billy Jones here, uh, founder of Switch Lanes, uh, Rock County. Reese Wood, candidate for 45th Assembly State Representative and founder of Vivi Media. We out here with uh, Bragger Rights ENT. That's right. What you got? Some questions for me, right? You're gonna ask me about this campaign. Yeah, I'm gonna ask you about the campaign. Um, you got so much going on. Uh, might touch on Vivi Media, uh, Beloit Podcast. Definitely, definitely. Um, we can definitely start off with the campaign, though. Um, <clears throat> pretty much, uh, we spoke earlier about apathetic voters. Yeah. Um, if yeah. a lot of people don't know what that is, that's that's the people who really don't vote. Uh, they really don't care either way about uh, the process, and they just don't get involved. If you had a platform to reach those people, um, what would you say to encourage them to vote in, in November? Uh, that, first of all, I've been an apathetic voter. Uh, I know what it's like to not want to participate in a system that doesn't feel like it represents you. I know what it feels like to be not represented. And being apathetic to the system uh, is definitely something I can relate to. But I would say if you look at voting numbers, on average, very few people show up and vote, decide everything for all of us. So if you see a candidate that you think is worth your time, definitely get out and vote, especially if you are an apathetic voter. Okay. Um, and this is a similar question, but um, why is it important for people in Beloit to vote on the state level? On the state level? Well, local government matters, right? Yep. And if you want local government to have more decision locally, then you kind of have to pay attention to your state representatives and your assembly representatives, what we're running for, is really what you need to pay attention to, to get local government really the uh, the power it should have. Okay. Um, can you name a few issues that your campaign, your campaign is going to focus on? Yeah, uh, I think in Wisconsin, a lot of us know that criminal justice is an issue we have the highest incarceration rate in the United States, and that's uh, that's not a good thing. So what are we doing to address that? And when you think about it, uh, we have our drug war, which I think uh, all of us can say it, it amounts to a lot of spending locally for law enforcement agencies, mm -hmm. uh, which the results accumulate in our incarceration rate. So if we could figure out a way to maybe uh, reduce funding for the drug war, which seems to be, uh, in a lot of people's opinion, a failed drug war. If we could do that, maybe we would uh, approach the criminal justice reform issue in a common sense way, uh, maybe by focusing on hemp and marijuana decriminalization. Uh, we could be growing hemp here in the 45th district, that means Beloit and South Central Wisconsin. That's a huge industry. Okay. And uh, that's our future if we vote the right people in. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm wearing my um, my libertarian button here. Mm -hmm. and I'm missing out. Right? <laughs> I'm learning about the party here. Uh, pretty excited about a lot of stuff that's going on. Yeah, yeah. On, on every level within that party. Um, it's a learning experience. Um, what attracted you to the libertarian party, and um, what inspires you to run for state assembly? I mean, that's a two-part question. Yeah. Go back to the. Uh, apathetic voters. When I was an apathetic voter, I was a person, uh, I grew up here in Beloit and I don't uh, pay attention to politics. The politics were not a part of my life until 
until I started realizing the job loss in the area and uh, kind of evolved from there, paying attention to local government, state government. Uh, but looking at uh, the Libertarian Party, it enabled me to actually have a, a political party to relate to. Okay. Uh, the Democrats and Republicans seem to be quite the same, and Libertarians seem to be regular people who want to get government out of our life and let us just uh, live in mostly peace, if, if possible. Uh, and that's not an easy thing, but the Libertarian Party does stand for that. And I think there's, there's a lot that the Libertarian Party has fought for getting on uh, ballots, ballot access, uh, which Democrats and Republicans, it's been a long time since they've had an honest battle like that. Yeah. So Libertarians, when it comes to genuine battles, they've, they've had those battles. They have a hard time being included in debates. Um, they face all the genuine battles that you would, you would think a regular uh, candidate or political party would face. And uh, they do it in a genuine way, which I hope a lot of people uh, can relate to like I did. Okay. And um, you say politics hasn't always been a, a part of your life, but uh, you listen to a lot of political radio growing Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. Uh, it started with uh, philosophy in high school. I, If you guys went to school with me, uh, I was kind of up and down with school. I, like a lot of kids... Uh, there was days I went and did really well, and there was times I did not do very well. Okay. Uh, but towards senior year, I got into philosophy, and uh, that really opened my eyes to, to other things. And uh, back to your your question, your question, I'm off topic. Okay, no, I'm not not really, because I really didn't didn't finish the, the question. Uh, politics wasn't always a part of your life, but but radio. Right, right, right. Which has always been a part of your life. So, so going from uh, the philosophy uh, in high school, I, I pretty much made myself uh, personally pursue education. Okay. Uh, philosophy was a part of that. Uh, I got into other comedic writers. Al Franken was one of them. Al Franken, who later became a senator. And uh, he had a couple books that were available at our high school. Uh, Lies and the Lion Liars That Tell Them and Rush Limbaugh is a Big Fat Liar. I read both of them. And uh, this was before Al Franken was a politician, ran for political office. I thought the guy was hilarious. I thought he was also intelligent and smart. He went on to host one of the first liberal talk radio shows uh, on Air America, which I was a big fan. Uh, not being a political person, the comedy drew me into politics and paying attention to issues. and. So I can thank uh, uh, a Democrat for bringing me into political talk radio. Okay. And uh, you've done some radio yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you, you were the president of WADR. The, for a brief time, yeah. Jamesville Community Radio. Yeah, it was a great and, experience up there. What do you got going on now as far as radio? Vivi Radio. We're doing uh, Vivi Media LLC and Vivi Radio, which is a 24 streaming uh, radio platform via TuneIn and our vivimedia.org website. Okay. So yeah, I mean, we got a lot going on with Vivi Radio. We're trying to promote local artists, local businesses, uh, local nonprofits, groups, organizations of any kind. We're a commercial community radio station. Okay. So where there's nonprofit, uh, we're a community uh, commercial radio station, which is a little different. Okay. Um, do you have a top five rappers? <laughs> oh, 
I don't know. I don't know your preference for uh, genres of music. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah. To, You have a top five. Top five in general. Top five artists. Mm. Top five artists. Top five artists. Yeah. Um, top five artists. Yeah, because that'd be a little different for bragging rights here. I, I know you guys have done top five hip hop, uh, but yeah, we'll do something a little different. Top five artists for me. Mm. Uh, number five, Leonard Cohen. I listened to a guy named Leonard Cohen. Uh, he passed away, I think, in 2014. But a uh, folk music typewriter went through all kinds of different styles. Uh, on the same level, I'd say number four, Bob Dylan. Big Bob Dylan fan. Okay. Uh, there's a joke, Bob Dylan wrote every song ever written. <laughs> and uh, it might be true. Uh, Bob Dylan... Uh, let's get to Beloit. There, there's some great artists that are actually from Beloit. They're on my top five. Uh, I wasn't always a big fan, but knowing they're from Beloit, Cheap Trick, huge fan. Okay. Uh, the Xander family from Beloit. The uh, grandfather Xander was a jazz musician here in Beloit. We're trying to dig up some of that audio if possible. Might be impossible. Uh, so that's number three, Cheap Trick on that. Uh, Number two, I'm a fan of a band named Ween. They're like a psychedelic rock band. <laughs> uh, I've seen them about probably five times in concert, you know, so I, I, I'm kind of, uh, I'm a big musician type guy. I, I like, uh, I'm a big music fan. Uh, number one would be Frank Zappa. I'm a huge Frank Zappa fan. Okay. Which, uh, when I came across Phil Anderson, another fellow Beloiter, I came across him when I started doing the Beloit podcast. When I uh, searched his name on Facebook, he had a Frank Zappa logo for, a logo for his icon. And okay. I was like, who's this guy? Okay. He was running for Senate from Beloit and uh, now for governor. Yep, so. Now for governor, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's my top five. Leonard Cohen, Bob Dylan, uh, definitely throw Frank Zappa and Ween in there. Mm -hmm. But yeah. A lot of people will be unfamiliar with some of those names for sure. I'm unfamiliar with every last one of them. There you go. That's a great thing. Yeah, and now you got the top when everybody says. <laughs> you know, I've been contemplating on the two, so I mean, uh, I got I got a top five. You know, I I, I got to go with number one. I got to go with uh, Rakim Allah, God MC. Uh, never cussed in his lyrics, and y'all probably never never realize it because it's, it's, it's so hard. Never even cursed. That's that's amazing. Uh, I got to go with Tupac for number two. Nas, Twister, and number five is hard. I, can't, I really can't. It's, it's, it's so, so many uh, options in there. Uh, uh, who would I say? It's got to be somebody lyrical, though. I'll throw Kiss in there. That's, that's the first one I thought of. But number five is like a tie between so many people. But I'll just back to the back to back to Reese. <laughs> back to Reese. Talk um, about a list. I knew a couple. Couple. Yeah. Um, not as upbeat. Uh, we all we had a recent tragedy. Uh, we lost a, a, a few Beloit residents. Um, you knew the Landis personally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you've been affected by the loss. Uh, can you kind of explain why you've been affected by that loss and kind of the relationship that you and the Landis have? Definitely. Uh, uh, I'm sure, like a lot of people, I came across Lando debating on Facebook, yeah. uh, political debates, I think about late 2014, early 2015. And uh, me and him didn't see eye to eye on a lot of things. 
But I don't know. We always found a common ground after some debate, and uh, for both of us, it was like a personal achievement. And uh, so when I started doing the Boy Podcast, he was one of the big supporters. Um, he, he really supported what we were doing with the show, you know, giving people Beloit a platform to say whatever they want to say. And, uh, you know, with the campaign, he was a big supporter. He wanted to, you know, see us stand up for issues that really do matter, you know, criminal justice reform, uh, ending the drug war. So, yeah, Lando was a big supporter and uh, definitely a, a, a personal motivator for me. He was one person that every day woke up pretty much on fire. Yeah, you know, full of life. Full of life. And, uh, yeah, so it's definitely a, a loss to our community, huge loss. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people in the community are coming together, groups and individuals. Uh, we're going we're gonna to do a uh, help, help uh, with some of the funeral costs. Um, and you're going to be doing um, Beloit Podcast there. Can you kind of explain yeah. like, the opportunity you're going to provide for like some of the friends and, and loved ones uh, at, at, that, at that event? Right. Yeah. So we're going to set up a table. Uh, we're going to have a, a podcast microphone, a digital microphone, and we'll try to get some people's personal stories uh, that they'd like to share. Maybe something they'd just like to say and tribute. Uh, but... In general, we'd like to kind of put it out there on the record, have everybody in one place at one time, uh, a unifying effort. And I, I know we're going to see that with the event, uh, and we can send it out to everyone yeah. on social media, on the web too. Yeah. So it'd be great to get everybody unified and say something uh, meaningful if we can. Yeah, and we're going to organize that. It's going to be um, a week after the actual funeral on uh, February 10th. At uh, 250 Garden Lane, uh, the Beloit Courthouse Event Center. And um, we've got the menu worked out. It's going to be like uh, some chicken, fried baked spaghetti, macaroni and cheese. And uh, it's going to be $10 a ticket um, if anybody in the community wants to come out and support that. Uh, we're trying to raise uh, $1,000 to $1,500 uh, to go towards helping the family with the, uh, with the burial costs. Yeah, we appreciate your support, and I know uh, it would definitely make a big difference. And, uh, yeah, this hasn't been easy for anybody, so yeah. it's definitely the best thing we can do.